The college basketball season is about to start for the Louisville Cardinals, but could there be a late addition to the roster? On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, I'm going to tell you why Jose Perez would be an extremely solid addition to the team this season in year one under head coach Kenny Payne. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. As always, I want to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On, the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and WHAS 11 Plus, five days a week, your team, every day. Manhattan guard Jose Perez has entered the transfer portal, and the Louisville Cardinals have reached out as of late this week. I'm going to tell you why the former MAAC scoring champion would be an extremely solid addition to this year's team. We'll then get into football recruiting where four-star defensive lineman Ruben Bain is back on campus. After visiting the Cardinals just a couple weeks ago, he's back on campus against um, or for the game against uh, Wake Forest. We'll talk about that recruitment. And then also a surprise visitor last week, four-star defensive back Oregon commit Cole Martin. Um, so beginning with the basketball side of things, obviously the college basketball season is less than a month away, and the rosters have been finalized for quite some time now. But um, at Manhattan, Steve Masiello, um, the former Rick Pitino protege, was fired after spending 13 seasons with the program. And um, very, very quickly after, Jose Perez, the... Uh, Manhattan Jasper's leading scorer last year and the leading scorer in the MAAC decided to enter the transfer portal. Um, the six foot five senior from the Bronx obviously will have to act pretty quickly um, in terms of finding a new uh, destination. Really, really soon after Perez entered the portal, Nolan Smith was in contact. Um, so obviously it seems like Louisville, if they're interested, which obviously they are, are going to try to put their best foot forward here and try to convince Jose Perez to um, join this year's team. Louisville has open scholarships. I know that there, you know, there, there's been rumors of the IARP delivering their verdict and it may uh, include a scholarship reduction and things of that nature, which it is what it is. Um, let's put it this way. Jose Perez would be a huge addition to the Louisville Cardinals this season. For those that doubt that, my question is, why would he not be? Why would you not take a chance on Jose Perez? Like, what, what, it, what is the rationale behind not doing so? If, if Perez wanted to come to Louisville and you are uh, tasked with the decision on whether or not to allow him to come, why would you ever allow him or why would you ever – uh, decline Jose Perez to come here. Like, why would you not want him to come here? And, and granted, I don't think a lot of people are in that headspace, but I did see places on social media, uh, some you know accounts here and there that basically said, "Well, we don't need Jose Perez." Yeah, you do. 
let's be completely clear here. I think that there's two schools of thought. Number one, and this is probably the more popular school of thought, and this is that there is a roster at Louisville right now that has a ton of talent. Um, it's just a matter of developing that talent and refining it and getting to a point to where you are um, just continually progressing. And it may you know, take some growing pains. It may take some, um, you know, some time. But as of right now, this Louisville team is projected as like – the number 100th ranked team, according to some preseason projections, um, you know, on the outside looking in, in terms of the tournament, you know, the tournament is maybe the expectation in my opinion, but it doesn't seem like the Cardinals are projected to get there, at least not by many at the moment. So why would you not add a player like Jose Perez? And then there's an, the other side of the, the argument that says, well, you know, the, there's all this talk about Louisville playing positionless basketball, and um, you know you mention, oh, this player will play this position or this player will fill that role, and we don't need a guy like Jose Perez because we have insert player here. Well, let's kind of break that down. I'm kind of more um, in the same boat as uh, the the first opinion because I think that there is a lot of talent on on this team. I think that there's a lot of um, potential. It's it's a matter of developing that. That's why an addition of Jose Perez would be huge for this season. Number one, um, it, it's basically a one-year thing. Now, granted, who knows if he would want to come, um, just considering the fact that at the end of the day, there's still a possible postseason ban looming on the table for Louisville this year, and obviously that affects Jose Perez pretty significantly so factor that into it but let's say theoretically jose perez wants to come right he wants to join the global cardinals well at the end of the day i think that this from a scoring perspective maybe he's not a number one scoring option in the acc you always have to kind of factor that in a player coming from a mid-major conference despite leading the conference and scoring you wonder how that's going to translate to in my opinion the best or second best basketball conference in the country um last year averaged 18.9 points per game 4.5 assists 3.2 rebounds per game um didn't necessarily shoot the ball all that well from the three-point line but um 40 from the field Oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, look, I think that when you watch his film, he is a he's a shot maker. He's a shot creator. He can create his own offense. Uh, hits a lot of tough shots. Um, pretty solid in terms of uh, post offense. Only being six foot five, but has a a wicked spin move. I think his spin move is incredible. Um, has solid footwork that kind of allows him to create that separation, a good feel for uh, being able to take his defender off the dribble. Not the quickest player, not the most athletic player, um, not the best perimeter shooter, but just an overall solid player that can score at all three levels, has the potential, but utilizes the mid-range, which is kind of the lost art of the half-court offense. So I think that that would be huge. Um, and at the very least, I think it adds a veteran presence to this locker room. Um, a, a player who's played multiple seasons of college basketball, you can never have too many of those, especially if you have open scholarships. It's a no-brainer here because this is a low-risk, high-reward situation. You know, I, I don't want to overreact, but, you know, there could be an instance to where you're sitting on the bubble by the end of the season. And if, let's say you add a player like Jose Perez and – that may be a player that ultimately helps you get over the hump, kind of like maybe like a Carly Jones level effect. Maybe not necessarily that uh, big of an effect, that big of an impact, but still you get where I'm coming from. This is a big addition, or this would be a big addition. Um, with the timing of it, you would have to assume that he would be available for the second 
semester, assuming he gets cleared, which you know, a head coach getting fired, you would assume that uh, you know the NCAA would grant some leniency, but you never know. Um, the second half of the season, starting in twenty twenty three, you know, would probably be the quickest that he gets on the court. Um, you know, obviously he's probably been training, but you know, learning the offense, learning the system, you know, getting acclimated with his teammates, and then nonetheless, you know just the delay in getting to the respective destination. I think it may be ACC play before Jose Perez joins this team, but as long as he's playing his best ball late February, early March, or maybe mid-February to where the team is going to be playing these tough ACC games that could very well dictate you know, their postseason um, journey, if there is one, I don't know. I just think this, this is a no-brainer um, because, yes, you know, you have guys like Kamari Lands, like Mike James, uh, Fabio Basili, Devin Ree, uh, so on and so forth. You know, in positionless basketball, uh, Perez used, used more of as a guard at Manhattan, listed as a forward. I think he's probably more of a two or three, like a secondary ball handler. So you're kind of fitting him into that mix with, you know, guys like Kamari Lands, Devin Ree, um, you know, uh, depending on who. Kenny Payne slides in that role, maybe even Jalen Withers, depending on um, who's on the court. You also have uh, Mike James. Um, but I'll be honest, I think that Jose Perez is, would be like a security blanket because let's be honest, Mike James has not played one single minute of Division One basketball yet. He tore his Achilles, and that is a gruesome injury. I know that there's opportunities for players to come back just as strong as they were, but don't expect Mike James to come out you know, right away and be a star because it's a long recovery coming off of an Achilles surgery, and it might take him into the second half of the season for him to get into a groove. So you have that. Kamari Lands, Devin Ree, and Fabio Basili have not played one single minute either. They will be true freshmen. And I, I just I, I feel better if you were to rely on a uh, multiple-year starter despite it being at a mid-major program. Look, a multiple-year starter, um, a Guy that has you know led scoring in a conference, uh, you know preseason MAAC conference player of the year. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, right? I mean, I feel like this is a this would be a huge addition because it gives you another scoring option. I don't think that Louisville's going to have a true number one scoring option next year, but if you can have multiple guys that average over eight points a game, you know that that gives you an opportunity. You know, Perez isn't going to be a guy that comes in and averages 19 next year for Louisville if he were to come. He would probably be a player that averages double figures because I think he's that good. Um, but he's also solid in terms of rebounding. The ball has um, solid vision on the court and a solid ability to pass the ball as a secondary or even tertiary ball handler. Um, and I think he would bring a skill set that kind of meshes well with L. Ellis, who's more of a facilitator, a true point guard, shoots the ball well, takes it to the rack, um, as Jose Perez is more of a utilize that 6'5 frame and uh, get into the paint, uh, finish well around the basket, things of that nature. So Perez would be a huge addition. Louisville's interested. We'll see if the interest is mutual. Um, I would assume that Perez is going to you know, act pretty swiftly in this process because of how um, you know, quick things turn around and you have to get something going for next season or not for next season, for this season and then trying to get everything planned out and stuff like that. So, um, if you were to come to Louisville, huge addition could be the difference between excuse me again between making and not making the tournament. Um, because I think Louisville's going to squarely be on the bubble. So 
Um, obviously, if anything comes of this situation, we will definitely talk about it more in depth. But for the remainder of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the football side of things to where two big-time visitors in back-to-back weeks will begin with Ruben Bain. We'll talk about him here in just a second as we talk about our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. Um, it is the easy um, you know, access fantasy platform. Essentially what you do is pick two to five players across any team, not just the Cardinals, and decide if they'll finish higher or lower. One of the easiest fantasy to play games out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's all one word, Locked On. An underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 for free. Go to Underdog Fantasy or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store slash Google Play. That's Underdog Fantasy with the promo code Locked On. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen. For your second listen today, check out or check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So even with the football program kind of in a limbo right now, um, there's a lot that's riding on these last five games of the season, right? Um, you know, the game against Wake Forest, uh, obviously at the time of this recording, the game has not been played. Um, so Scott Satterfield's job security is definitely up in the air. It's kind of 50-50 right now. It's going to depend on how he finishes. Um, you know, the, But the recruiting aspect of things is still going strong. Now, a lot of people will, um, you know, have a theory that NIL has a lot to do with that, and it probably does, but uh, Scott Satterfield is the head coach, so you would imagine that he has a good amount to do with the recruiting as well. Um, so with that being said, you know, seeing highly rated guys still coming on campus, still including Louisville in their list cuts, still, um, you know, getting offers and tweeting out about them in, in very uh, high remarks. I mean, that's it's it, it's nice to see. And one of the main surprises for me has been Ruben Bain, the four-star defensive lineman from Miami Central, um, made an unofficial visit for the Florida State game in which he came with current Cardinal commits and his high school teammates at Miami Central, Kataris Hicks, uh, and four-star linebacker Stanquan Clark. Well, um, just this past week, it was confirmed that Bain would be back on campus this upcoming weekend for the Wake Forest game. But not only that, he'll be taking an official visit, scheduling that for the weekend of December 9th. So for those that believe that Miami was kind of in the lead at this point and that it was going to be an uphill battle for Louisville, it still may be that way. You know, that's still going to be a tough battle for Louisville. Um, you're going to have to fend off places like Oklahoma, Alabama, Miami, so on and so forth. Um, but Louisville is squarely in the mix. You don't make multiple unofficial visits on your own dime to a program um, for a week for weekends and then take an official visit if you're not serious about it right I think that um, Ruben Bain would be uh, a huge addition to the team um, you know being on that defensive line Andrew Ivins uh, the Southeast recruiting analyst for 24/7 sports has him projected as a two to three uh, or a second to third round draft selection um, basically, has you know, gone out and say he's a highly productive pass rusher that wins not only with technique, but also one of the best motors in the class in 2023. Not the biggest point of attack, but it doesn't matter because he shoots into the backfield with a game plan and is extremely effective at simply just putting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. Um, 
you know, there, there has been somewhat of a concern, you know, being an edge rusher at six foot two, 250 pounds. But I think that, you know, the motor is there, um, has a very high motor, a lot of twitch for his position, able to get into the opposing backfield um, and plays in a solid area of competition. Um, so, you know, when I've seen him, you know, play both like online and, um, you know, hearing from scouts in the area, you know, he had 29 and a half sacks last year as a junior in Miami-Dade County, which is absolutely huge. Um, it might take him a little bit to get acclimated to the high power five division one level football. Um, and he may be seen as a tweener, kind of like how Selah Brown was viewed in last year's class. But I think that there's a ton of talent. I think that the motor is there. I think that the skill set and the strength is there. This is a no-brainer for me. If Louisville were able to get a commitment from Reuben Bain, um, you know, possibly sooner rather than later going into national signing or early national signing day, wow, what a huge piece of momentum that would be in, in the form of that commitment from Reuben Bain. Because, look, I think that um, you know Bain is one of those players that can transform your defense. I really have been a, uh, a very big fan of his skill set. I think that he has um, you know enormous potential. I think that the potential is through the roof, like I do with Selah Brown and Popeye Williams. Um, so, you know, for a team that is going to have to replace Yaya Diaby after the season, Ashton Gelati will be a true junior next season. It's never too early to continue to address and replenish the defensive line depth, especially on the edge. I know you have Adonijah Green already committed. It'd be nice to add another big-time defensive pass rusher. You also have Popeye Williams, last year's class, Selah Brown, you know, so on and so forth. Um, but I don't think that there's any reason why Bain shouldn't be like priority number one or two, three at the very lowest for this recruiting class. It's very evident that he is interested in the Cardinals and vice versa. Um, and then not only would that uh, help this recruiting class, but also continuing that South Florida to Louisville pipeline that I keep mentioning, that would be huge um, because then you would have three players from the same school. You would have William Fowles, who, by the way, is taking his official visit, the four-star wide receiver uh, from the Miami area who's committed to Louisville. He will be on campus for his official visit. So it's just a, a big opportunity overall for the Louisville Cardinals recruiting-wise. And uh, who knows, at the end of the day, it, let's say the Cardinals are 6-6 six and six at the end of the season and Scott Satterfield's job is under the microscope and you're deciding on, hey, what's the deal? Or is he going to be brought back for year five? And then you're looking at that recruiting class and who knows, that might be his saving grace. That might be his opportunity to hold on to his job, assuming that he is able to get to bowl eligibility. So we'll see. Um, another uh, player that made, um, well, actually made an official visit was Cole Martin. Um, he, I, I was going to say that was going to make an unofficial visit or going to make an official visit, but he already made his official visit. Um, last weekend for the Pittsburgh game is Oregon defensive back, commit Cole Martin. Um, we'll talk about the significance of that here in just a second. Uh, before we do that, I want to say thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and WHAS 11 plus, which if you go to WHAS 11.com, scroll down to the sports section, you can watch all of these podcasts on that streaming service five days a week, your team every day. Four-star 2023 defensive back Cole Martin 
made an unofficial visit to Louisville a couple months ago. Uh, the current Oregon commit is ranked as the 165th best player in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, 5'10 cornerback out of the Chandler, Arizona area. Um, has been committed to Arizona or committed to Oregon for quite some time. He will be participating in the Army. Uh, I, I said the Army All-American Bowl, I think maybe it's uh, – I think it's the Adidas All-American Bowl now. I apologize. Uh, but he's been committed to Oregon since January 1st, and for good reason. I mean, Oregon is is a very solid program, and his father is on the coaching staff. So that makes you wonder, well, how big of a shot does Louisville have in this recruitment? Well, uh, unexpectedly, Cole Martin makes an unofficial visit uh, last weekend with various Louisville commits in attendance for the Louisville Cardinals win over the Pittsburgh Panthers 24-10 to on Saturday evening, homecoming weekend, a huge recruiting weekend across both basketball and football. Um, and he made a couple of comments that I want to read from um, SBL Live. Uh, Andrew Nimick wrote um, a fantastic article. It's titled Cole Martin, nation's number five athlete, firmly committed to Oregon, but Louisville making a strong push. He has a couple of quotes from Martin. Um, the The piece goes to read, uh, Martin says, they show a lot of love, he said, talking about the Louisville Cardinals. They treat me well. It's really great. I love the energy that they show and love the atmosphere out there. Louisville is a great place. The people out there are awesome, and they are on the way up. This is what was interesting to me. Nimick writes, asked if he's strongly considering Louisville as a possible landing spot, Martin chose his words carefully before answering. 100%, Martin said. Um, he goes on to say, it's a lot to weigh, to be honest, but that's the fun part of the recruiting process. I get to really decide where I want to go and spend the next four years of my life. To have that opportunity to choose between so many great options, it's a blessing. At the end of the day, I really do feel strong being committed to Oregon, but if we look at it right now, Louisville is in the top two um there's been um possible uh talks that um a visit to arizona state could also be in the works um nimic ends the piece by saying in the end martin said the pool of playing for his dad is strong and going to be hard for another school to overcome the relationship i have with oregon he says is very strong i talk to them almost every day i love the love they show on top of having my pops up there i love everything they do out there and i can't wait to see what they do up there um, so this, obviously there's, there's work that needs to be done, right? Um, I, I think that if you're looking for Cole Martin to flip to Louisville here soon, you're probably, um, you know, getting your hopes up. If I had to guess, I think that he stays committed to Oregon, but just the fact that they are getting him on an official visit, they're in his top two. Now, granted, you have to take everything with a grain of salt when it comes to, um, you know, talk because at the end of the day, actions are what speaks when it comes to uh, recruiting and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, I think that it would be huge if Louisville were able to pull this off. Um, actually, it would be a lot more significant than people realized to take a four-star defensive back from Oregon, from the West Coast, whose father is on staff at Oregon. I mean, that would be one of the more incredible wins that I've ever seen the University of Louisville pull off. And it would be at an extremely uh, crucial position. A cornerback is a spot where I think Louisville is going to need help in the future. Now, granted, they have some talent. They have some of the transfers that came in before the season that will be back. Aaron Williams um, is committed. You have some other guys that are very solid, but you're losing guys possibly like Kitro Clark, Chandler Jones. Um, 
you know, so on and so forth. It's always time to continue to replenish the uh, depth numbers to, you know, continually recruit highly rated guys. And this would be a, an absolutely huge recruiting win to have four top 200 cornerbacks committed for your program. Now, obviously, uh, I think Louisville has a better chance with Ruben Bain than I do Cole Martin. That's just um, – you know, kind of where we're at because it'd be a whole different story if Martin's father wasn't on staff at Oregon. But Martin said it himself. That's going to be hard to overcome. But Louisville is doing the best that they can. Um, they're in the top two. They uh, had a successful visit. We're able to get them on an official visit and um, are, at least are considering them. And that's all you can ask for going into signing day. Do what you can to try to make up as much ground as you can and hope to pull off a, a big surprise on signing day. So we'll see how that goes. But um, a lot of recruiting news, uh, football-wise, Ruben Bain, Cole Martin. There's some other stuff we'll talk about next week um, when it comes to new offers. Um, Jose Perez, the Manhattan basketball transfer, leading MAAC scoring champion of the year, preseason conference player of the year, would be a huge addition to the Louisville Cardinals. Granted, Nolan Smith has reached out. We'll see how much interest there is mutually. So, um before we get out of here, I want to say thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen every day. Um, at this time, check out Locked On Sports Today, um, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. But that's going to wrap up this bonus weekend edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. As I mentioned, a lot of content over the next couple of days before the end of the month. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Celebrate accordingly. Make good decisions. Go Cards. We'll see you right back here very, very soon.